0: Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to the week fifteenth edition of the Baby Bowl here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. I am Wes Easley, one of your hosts, at It over on Twitter. Don't forget to follow the show at FI Today with that little underscore at the back side of that thing. And we will have uh, oh, oh we got an exciting announcement to make too. I gotta I gotta bring Rob Norton in real quick here. At Norton0723 over on Twitter, writes articles all the time, check him out, make sure you're following him, make sure you turn even on the little notification thing, the little bell thing, because he drops so many articles each and every week at the end of the week telling you about the games coming up and then he goes ahead and criticizes himself in the articles at the beginning of the week and what he (laughs) did wrong he doesn't rob rob you don't like to toot your own horn enough okay you you always you're 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 always telling everybody the things i don't want to say that you got wrong because you don't get a lot of things wrong you don't toot your horn enough man (laughs)
1: <laughs> i appreciate that i appreciate that i try to try to just be full fully transparent at all times so i feel like uh i feel like there's a lot of people who don't necessarily do that so i don't know i try to I try to just be full transparent because my thought is like if you don't if you if you're always tooting your own horn and you're not uh you're not reevaluating the uh misses as well you're not gonna ever really uh grow and learn from it
0: yeah I don't, I, you're speaking a different language than I can speak right now, Rob. <laughs> hey, but to check him out at Norton 723 And of course he is the daddy of the baby bowl and the huge announcement that we have besides the, besides the winner of last week, week 14, we'll bring him in in a minute. Okay. We'll bring him in in a minute, but the bigger announcement, I, well, I won't say bigger. Cause it's that's, that's an insult to our, to our winner here, but, but Rob, tell him tell him about the, uh, what happened this week for the baby bowl.
1: Yeah. The, uh, the uh, playoff edition is now live. Hey. The, uh, they they opened it up. They opened it up, and uh, I saw. I think it was yesterday, maybe yesterday, um, or the day before. One of the two. Uh, I saw that they had opened it up, and so I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna go ahead and get this going. Get a get the uh, tweet out there, and then we'll uh, try to keep pushing it. Uh, you know, every day and every week until until playoffs.
0: And and here's the, here's the great thing about this. All the bait Bowl contestants know this, and I say this over and over again throughout the beginning part of the year. This contest is as much yours as it is ours. And we and Rob and I have a little goal here this year with the Baby Bowl playoffs is to reach 200. We're trying to reach 200 contestants. And really, that's so that we can help out charities more than anything else, especially this time of year, because it's a $20 entry fee into the Baby Bowl playoffs and 10 of it goes into the prize pool. So we all know that I'm going to take home all that money, right? We all know that. <laughs> uh, it's me tooting my horn. And, and then we also know, though, that the other half of the money that's not going into the prize pool is getting donated. Do I have all that right, Rob?
1: That is correct. Yeah, yeah. Ten ten go to the prize pool. The other ten is split up five apiece going to um, Ashley's Embrace and March of Dimes.
0: Okay, we, maybe I'll change my Twitter handle over to prize pool is what I'll end up doing, is yeah. just doing <laughs> Rob I probably already insulted him once by telling him that the baby bowl was more important than he is but I didn't mean that I, I Drew DeLuca knows me well enough by now <laughs> at Drew Delaware over on Twitter to know that I get out ahead of my skis a little bit and I talk a little bit faster than I think at times but Drew you won week 14 of the baby bowl and it is a pleasure to have you on again you were on a couple of weeks ago to kind of prime this winter. and championship uh uh, pr- uh pup right here
2: for week number 14 so good job by you drew thank you it's a pleasure to be here uh no offense taken at all baby <laughs> bulls pre- baby bulls pretty awesome and i'm uh, it's a privilege and not to be a part of it yeah i can't remember if i asked you last time how, how you got involved with the baby bull this year is
0: it just something that you've known rob for years is that how you got involved with it uh i, I this is not my first
2: year i think it's my second or third year second year uh but uh yeah i um Really enjoyed it before in the past, and uh, decided I, I couldn't miss it again. So uh, I did the playoff last year. I'm looking forward to kicking, giving that another world this year as well. Uh, it's it's a great uh, great charities, great cause, and it's it's a lot of fun with the whole. I love the whole uh, one and done format. Uh, so it's it's a challenge, and uh, I really really enjoy it.
0: Oh, I really do too. And and I'm just gonna warn you, Drew. I, I specialize in the baby bowl playoffs. That's that. Yeah, you know, that's <laughs> we all have our own specialty in life, and and Rob can attest. To my my superiority in the baby bowl playoffs. Am I am I right, Rob? Am I thinking? Am I remembering
1: that right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, you're just being nice. You're just being the sneaky guy right there is what yeah, you're doing. Sneaky. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, we need I I can't find it. I took a picture of it and I can't find Drew's winning formula last week for his con- his contest. I, I have no idea where it went to. Anybody have that pulled up right there? I do. I'm um, Give it to me
1: at quarterback Kirk Cousins, 25 points, running back Cam Akers, 9.3, other running back Miles Sanders, 28.5, went with a three wide receiver lineup this week, 33 apiece from Jefferson and Jerry Judy, and then 14 and a half from Debo and then Hunter Henry for 10 in the uh, tight end spot for 154 points, basically.
0: 150 four points. And drew. Whenever I saw that Miles Sanders matchup last week, I thought, "Man, that is a good matchup." I I need to play him, but I didn't have the guts to pull the trigger because <laughs> Miles Sanders is one of those running backs that some weeks he is, some weeks he's not. I, I'm not sure how he's going to be active and involved again towards the end of this season, especially against my Bears this Sunday. I, it looks like another great matchup for him.
2: Yeah, I, I I'll say I've, I've been following the Eagles for uh, for a very very long time. I'm, I'm uh, I, I I go back to the uh, Ron Jaworski years, so that's how old I am. But uh, I've, I've been an Eagles fan for a long time, and I watch uh, every game, every snap. And uh, there's definitely a lot of concern uh, earlier in the year with Sanders splitting carries with Proston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell. But he's just kind of taken over that backfield as the year has gone on. And he's the man. He, he got all the carries in the backfield until garbage time uh, this this past week. So uh, I'm not really worried about Sanders' role. The only thing that, we can, that concerns us is uh, – you know, Jalen Hurts calling his own number in the red zone and taking a few uh, uh, touchdowns away from him, but uh, he seems to be uh, benefiting from the uh, from the improved efficiency of the offense overall. Uh, so, you know, that kind of negates uh, that little negative. So, I'm I'm pretty bullish on Sanders, and uh, this looked like a pretty pretty much a smash spot. Had to use him.
0: Well, great job constructing that lineup in week number 14, and we'll look ahead to all these games coming up in week 15, looking for Baby Bowl booms and Baby Bowl busts uh, this upcoming week to try and steer people in the right direction for the last couple of weeks of Baby Bowl because it only lasts 17 weeks. We're in week 15. And we got week sixteen, and then we have the championship week, week seventeen, of course. And make sure you set all your lineups because you can still take home that weekly prize each and every week, even if you don't have an opportunity to take home the grand master prize. I guess the grand master the granddaddy of the baby bowl prize. I think maybe I'm trying to find the right click for that, Rob. And and can you tell us who right now is leading the contest, starting at ten, all the way up to number one, Rob?
1: Yes, I can at ten. We got our guy, Pierre Peewee, 31, hey. 1583. Number nine, at Jay Crockett 24 1587. Mm-hmm. Number eight, uh, Jeff Milner at geek underscore mill. Jump back in at 1597. Good job. Seven, at Dan Gillis, 1973, 1598. six is Corey Easterday, 1626. Huh. Fifth, Into the Lab Pod, 1643. At fourth... Drew Delaware, sixteen seventy
0: one. Sneaking in there, the lab has been there all year long too. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah. been right around in that in that middle part of the thing. And and Drew, I don't know. Did you make a big jump this week? Is that where a lot of it came? Because I'm trying to remember if I remembered your name from prior weeks or not, and uh, I can't quite remember.
2: I think I snuck on there, I think a week or two ago. I've been kind of creep, creeping up a little bit here. So, yep. yep. And uh, so, yeah, that's a late, a late, a late, late arriver to the, uh, to the list and, uh, see what kind of damage we can do down the stretch here in striking distance.
1: Yep. And at third at K. Tompkins, I, I 1703. He's still sitting there in third. Second is myself. 1705. And first place is my wife still 1743.
0: 1743
1: <laughs> she's at 43 <laughs> she, yeah she had a, she had a really good week um we both did actually uh but she she had a she had another good week kevin had a had a kind of a clunker of a week i think i'm pretty sure he had like because he was only a couple points behind her last week and um i think he had like 60 60 some points or something like oh that she, 70 some maybe 80 some she had she outpaced him by like 40 because they were like neck and neck and i was like Fifty points behind him or something like that 40 50 points behind them um and i jumped up a little bit
2: i think kevin's just toying with us he knows his stuff
1: <laughs> I, think, I think so too he's yeah, yeah, yeah. We, all know,
2: we all know
0: kevin is sitting there and he's got a little master plan and he is just smiling and rubbing his fingers you know rubbing his hands together and waiting for his he's moment pa- to strike
1: as i say he's probably saved saved all the running backs and i mean he, i think he was upset <laughs> i think he was upset we even had to play running backs in this thing from i'm surprised i haven't gotten a a, a formal uh complaint about it so we'll see he probably has all of them all the all the studs left
0: <laughs> hey i mashed the wrong button i didn't get my lineup in until like monday and then i had Kyler murray i had to stick Murray in there that that worked mm. out real well for me at last oh, week no. so Yeah, I'm crying and laughing. And Ramondre, I think I put Ramondre as terrible. But I I mashed the wrong button. It won't be the first time I ever do that. It won't be the last time I ever mash the wrong button. It's just how (laughs) life goes for me sometimes. But It was a successful week for Drew Delaware, and I appreciate all those top ten finishers and everybody who does get their lineups in properly each and every week uh, because it does take some effort to do. And we are very strategic in how we do it, and we have three more weeks to go here, guys. So we are looking for those baby ball booms and rob norton i don't know if you made a if you went in Santa, santa's lap or not so far in a <laughs> mall somewhere this year but you have got four games in a dome this week my friend and i think we've got two of them that have shootout potential rob uh, do, uh do, can you tell me what one of them is
1: Who? let's see we got minnesota indy minnesota indy is that the one that you're you're looking at too that's my shootout.
0: That's my shootout game. I'm sitting there going, boy, that that thing might get going right there. Matt Ryan might have one more bullet left in the holster in the gun. <laughs> you know, he's he might be ready to start firing away there against a Minnesota a Viking offense that's giving up like 400 yards a game. So I'm really excited about that game. We can get to that one in a little bit, but that's that's one of the games I'm excited about.
1: Yeah, definitely. I am too. I am too.
0: Okay, and that, right now we are recording on a Thursday night. Late at night, I think we're it's getting 10, nine nine o'clock my time. Oh my bedtime's coming up here, guys. And San Francisco <laughs> is leading Seattle 14 to 3 right now. I had a big decision, Drew, this week. Because I, I have um I I have Geno Smith in my home league, right? And I've snuck oh. into the playoffs. I I'm not gonna say it's a it's a it's a league that's that's very serious. They know all my moves I'm gonna make and everything like that. So I got to kind of go off off the kilt a little bit at, at, at different times. And I've ended up with Geno Smith I think after a couple of trades this year. And I had to decide between him or any other quarterback that's out there on the waiver wire right now. Uh, and I decided to bench Geno Smith. And right now I have Mike White as my starting quarterback. Do you think I I made the right move? In hindsight, it looks like I did. But you know, before the game, I was I was kind of getting nervous.
2: No, I understand it. I understand it completely. I I'm a little worried about uh Mike White if he's you know held yeah. together with duct tape after taking that shot <laughs> in, that, <laughs> in that Bills game. But uh but uh, a lot of people are very high on White and Purdy in this game too. Uh and I could I've but a lot of people that have been talking about doing things like sitting people like Gino for that. So I had Gino higher than Mike White, but I certainly I can mm-hmm. get behind it. So I, yeah, I just, I I like the matchup for White a lot. That that Detroit uh secondary is not very good. So. Yes, yeah, that was pretty much the main reason why I did it. But
0: yeah, the, the Minnesota, so they scored a Christian McCaffrey with a one-yard touchdown. Oh, boy, it's getting serious there. <laughs> pretty, that kid is pretty good. It's pretty, is. He's pretty <laughs> good. first game on our board, guys, Miami at Buffalo. This one looks like it's going to have some bad weather there, possibly some snow in the forecast, a little bit cold. And, and to me, whenever I, I think about that, I know that Miami does not traditionally play well in the snow and in the cold and all those things. It's 32 degrees with 25 percent chance of snow. It might be a week to sit some of those Miami dolphins. Rob, am I thinking right that it's a baby bowl bust week for those Miami dolphins?
1: Yeah, I do have two, uh, like to a pretty low ranked this week, actually. Um, in my rankings, I just, just updated them today, a few hours ago. So um, I'm sure I'll be updating them throughout the weekend, but as of now, Two was pretty low, lower than usual for me. Um I probably have them lower I'm sure I have them lower than consensus. And then so naturally I probably I I, I know Waddle is one that I have um more of a bust than than baby Bowl Boom in terms of what he usually is. Tyreek, obviously he's Tyreek. So he's you're never gonna you're never gonna really wanna bench him. And if you still have him in baby bowl, maybe maybe I guess you don't wanna use him this week, but I mean obviously you only got three weeks left, so what are you doing? <laughs>
0: Yeah. Now, we usually traditionally like to uh, focus in on a running back or somebody like that who has his counterpart, if it's a running back by committee, in the injury list. And I, I don't know that Jeffrey Wilson is, is being projected to play this coming Sunday. I don't, I don't think that he's going to is what I look at. So Raheem Mostart might be somebody that people would traditionally like to play, Drew. But I don't think that it's a good defense to pick on a running
2: back or choose a running back against this particular defense in Buffalo. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, I, I you, you gotta like the fact that he, the volume should be there for Moster, but uh, I just, I don't know what he's gonna be able to do with it. That Miami's just been sputtering right now. That two has been bad. Uh, the, I'm looking at, we're talking about Waddle. He, he had what. Uh, two catches i think in the last game i think well, so. i think one the week before that it's i don't, I don't know like we got to put him on a milk cart and i don't know what happened to him so <laughs> three, three catches for 40 yards his last two games and i looked at it his snap share he led the whole team in snap share. he had more he played more snaps than tyree kill and still only caught two balls so i'm a, four targets is just not enough so uh, he, they need to get him going that's i think that key to that getting that uh dolphins uh, offense back on track is really getting waddle involved again
0: Okay, the secondary receivers, Rob. We we for the Buffalo Bills. We we talked about the Miami Dolphins. So we got Stephon Diggs. We got McKenzie. We've got. Uh, Let's see, we got Gabe Davis, uh, John Brown. We have, uh, coming out of retirement, Cole Beasley. (laughs) Which one of these (laughs) secondary receivers are actually going to be able to produce? Pierre told me that he was really high on McKenzie this week, but I'm afraid, and I don't know if he's been called up from a practice squad or anything like that, but I'm kind of afraid where Cole Beasley is going to start fitting in for these Buffalo Bills.
1: Yeah, I'm a little bit lower on McKenzie. Um, It makes me a little bit nervous, the fact that they (laughs) – Decided to get Cole Beasley. I mean, I'm not expecting much from Beasley, but just it kind of to me, it more says something about McKenzie, the fact that he hasn't really established anything. Um, so I'm not, I'm not as high on, on McKenzie. Uh, Gabe Davis is like to me, he's like your, your prototypical like wide receiver three, the guy that you put in there, um, where you're not, you know, expecting expecting a ton and it doesn't hurt you if he he doesn't do a ton but at the same time he's got a lot of upside and I think I have him wide receiver 36 right now um so I don't love him don't hate him but you know um he's that he's that boomer bust guy that he's been um he hasn't he hasn't been uh too boom lately though so so uh it's not it's not starting him with uh, a ton of confidence
0: Okay, either one of these running backs, Drew, for Buffalo, we got a key in on this week. Uh, Singletary came alive at the end of last season, but of course this year Cooks is, is kind of you know had a, had a more predominant role, I believe, than a Zach Moss or who was it, Breida last year, maybe even for the Buffalo Bills last season. I want to say that you know if they're if they're going to go back to the formula that got them pretty far in the playoffs last season, they need to start getting Singletary a little bit more involved, and it's that time of year to kind of not trust the rookies as much, but but. But man, Cooks is just playing I – mean, he didn't play a lot last week, but he's 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 just got that boom explosive nature that
2: they haven't seen at the running back position for a long time in Buffalo. He really does, and I'm, I'm just kind of scratching my head. I really thought we were seeing a changing of the guard running back with Cook getting, what, 14 carries I think the week before. And last week yeah. he, he only got four carries for six yards. And I just where where did that come from? Like I thought for sure he he was asserting himself and taking a larger role. And really life is – you mentioned it, he's, he's explosive. Uh, and he he's got some wiggle to him. He's got some boost, some boom to him. he has got some boost to him. And, and so things that Singletary Singletary doesn't have. He doesn't have uh single does not have the physical gifts that Cook does. So I'm just I'm just confused as to why uh, they went away from him last week. So I, I can't really make heads or tails of it. You know, one week is getting 14 carries. One week is getting one. Uh, that just kind of scares me off a little bit of both of them.
0: The only thing I can think of when it comes to James Cook is that it's an every other week thing. So just about. So maybe, maybe since last week it was not, maybe this yeah. week it will be. I don't know. I don't know how that works right there, uh, Rob. We're staying away from both of these tight ends if we can. I guess a dice roll if we had to on a toss and knocks.
1: Yeah, I would say um, I prefer not to. Um, I think I have him fifteenth somewhere in there. Obviously, uh, you could do worse being tied to Josh than being tied to Josh Allen, but. It doesn't, uh, he's, he's basically kind of like a touchdown or bust tight end every week.
0: I want a 50 for 50 on the life for Marcus Mariota after he got benched. <laughs> I want one of those. I want to see what has happened with Marcus Mariota because we all kind of started pulling for him a little bit, especially if you play DraftKings. You're like, man, I can play a lot of Marcus Mariota and he can get me there. But now he has been benched for uh, Ritter. for Ritter, And I, I don't know what to think of the rookie the first game. It's at New Orleans, so I don't want to trust a rookie in that situation, Drew, uh, even though I think that Ritter has got all the talent in the world. I think that for baby bowl purposes, we could probably find somebody a little bit more stable.
2: Yeah. Uh, I'm not touching Ritter unless, 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 unless an emergency break last, maybe kind of a situation <laughs> in super, super deep, super flex leagues, maybe, but I just, I need to see something before I, before I jump all in, especially the high stakes kind of a situation where you're in crunch time. What?
0: But did you hear that, Rob? This is high stakes. Baby Bowl is high stakes situation <laughs> right here. Is what he saying, oh, it it's,
2: is. the stretch, man. It's a stretch run. You got three weeks left. Yeah. So, uh, whenever you,
0: yeah, whenever you're in a high stakes situation in the old west, you always want to bring a rifle with you. And the red rifle <laughs> is sitting there with Andy Dalton, Rob. He is projected to do pretty well this week. Whenever I see a lot of these projections, uh, can. Uh, when, I mean, it'd be crazy, real sneaky to put Andy Dalton in there as a quarterback for baby bowl purposes, but I kind of like building a little build around him for DFS purposes at 5,200 over on DraftKings.
1: Yeah, I actually do like Dalton um, as one of the better point per dollar plays right now on mm-hmm. on DraftKings, so I'm I'm not against that at all, and especially he's he's coming in pretty, pretty uh, low rostered. Um, for DraftKings, and I think last I checked, uh, Alave was fairly low. He wasn't like Mm -hmm. too low, but, um, it seems like Camaro's gonna be pretty popular. Um, He's, he's under 7K right now and going against Atlanta defense. So I think a lot of people are going to go to that. So playing to, for me, playing a uh, Dalton-Olave stack is kind of a, a nice way to get some leverage and be a little bit contrarian and uh, also get uh, good value in terms of point per dollar. So I, I like that. Oh, I love it. A lo- yeah, Olave is only 6,500. I love that. Yep, I... Exactly.
0: I don't mind Jarvis Landry either. I, I, I. I mean, I, he's only got three targets, four targets, but he almost had a touchdown. You know, he had one of those almost touchdowns. Hit him right in the hands against a Tampa Bay Buccaneer defense. That's a lot tougher than a Falcons defense. I, I just think at thirty eight hundred, he's going to be able to give me three times his value whenever this game is all said and done. That's me personally. But you know, I like to go down there at the bottom of the barrel, <laughs> Rob. Whenever I'm looking at fishing, yeah, I like to get down there. You know.
1: I know. I know. You you definitely like like getting pretty sneaky, so. <laughs> Um, But no, yeah, I mean, honestly, at 3800 against a defense like this, as long as he's playing snaps and out there, I mean, like you said, anything can happen against in in that situation. So, I mean, at 3800, there's definitely a lot worse options.
0: So uh Lave and baby bowl he's he's a possibility there. It looks like he's got a good matchup there. are we are we looking drew into a Drake London or Zacchaeus if we had to? wide receivers kind of seem to run out by the end of the year for the baby bowl
2: and this one could be a little bit of a shootout this this week sure i, I don't I don't mind uh Drake London at all. I think it was it last week or the week before that he had a pretty high target per out run uh, but the, the issue with with London is that he plays on a an offense that just doesn't throw the football. Uh, but I'm interested to see if that if that changes much with Ritter under under uh, under center instead of uh, Mariota. Probably not. I think it's more of an offensive <laughs> philosophy situation. But uh, but uh, but it, it is worth seeing. Um, and he's going to lock into somebody. Uh, we just got to figure out who that new guy is. So uh, I'm not feeling Zacchaeus, but uh, I I could definitely justify London there.
0: Okay, we talked about Kamara Rob, and we can play him. I don't think that we could play anybody from Atlanta with any. Confidence this week, a tight end, and I, you know, we don't have anybody in this game. Uh, Johnson, if he plays, I guess, is a dart throw, especially with Dalton back there at quarterback, in a matchup where they could see possibly a lot of red zone targets because of Ritter being the the quarterback there in the situation with New Orleans. But I'm curious as to what you think about Taysom Hill this week. Mark Ingram is out, right? So that may open up a couple of more rushing opportunities for a Taysom Hill who who hasn't done terrible this year. I I think he's only quarterback eligible in the baby bowl as well. So we probably got to stay away from him, but man, in one of those redraft leagues over on Yahoo or someplace where they got him tight end eligible, he just seems like a nice matchup for the rest of the year for me.
1: Yeah, he's definitely one of those guys. That's really interesting um, because if he has the tight end eligibility, because, like you mentioned, like we mentioned, like all the time, tight ends so rough. So, if he's able to come in, get some snaps, and there's always the chance. I mean, I know they keep saying that it's not going to happen, but there's always the chance that he gets a start at QB. Because, and the thing is, if he does end up getting a start at QB and he's tight end eligible, I mean, it's going to be hard to keep him out of, you know, the top five for sure as as a tight end. So. Um, yeah, he's, he's a guy that's, like, an interesting high upside, like, bench stash in the leagues where he has tight end eligibility.
0: Well, and especially if they do see a lot more, which I anticipate them scoring a couple more points than they usually do and have some red zone talk. He seems to be the guy who vultures Kamara's red zone rushes, if anybody does. You know, I mean, just he's that guy, man, that, that, that it, people get mad at. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. And, um, that's the thing is, uh, people, people really, he's more of just a nuisance than anything <laughs> because he, no one feels like comfortable enough to necessarily start him unless you're in a really, really bad spot. And at the same time, he, he vultures some, some high, uh, high value touches that you want to see go to other guys. So yeah, he, he's, <laughs> like you said, he's uh, more of the guy that's stealing those, uh, goal line type of situations.
0: Pittsburgh at Carolina is our next game, Drew. I want to know from you, my friend, who has got all these snap counts, and you totally impressed me with all these. You are just throwing all these. I look at them too. I just don't have the memory like you do. I'd love to see your spreadsheets and stuff like that because I need help making spreadsheets. Is what I. Who is your biggest Baby Bowl Boom player out of this game between the Pittsburgh and the Carolina Panthers? And you can't say defense
2: because Rob has yet to put that in there for <laughs> <part of that. laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, defense. I was, I was actually looking at like oh P- Panthers and Steelers defenses are actually pretty reasonably priced on Don Draft King. <laughs> so it just you took my uh, I guess a, a, Friar, a Friar Muth is probably the one guy I can trust the most on the Steelers yeah. right now. Uh he he only had I think he had six targets, only caught three passes for three for thirty three and still scored a touchdown. I, mean, I know he's got a foot thing going on right now that didn't practice today, so that's that makes me a little nervous. So, uh, so I don't, there's really nobody in Carolina that I can trust right now. I mean, maybe uh, I was, I thought I was locked in on Dante Foreman until Chuba mm-hmm. Hubbard started showing up. Uh, so I don't even really like Foreman as much as I was a couple of weeks ago. So, uh, I, I kind of like to punt this game entirely <laughs> for the most part, yeah. if Friar, if Fry and Ruth can't go,
0: so. That's understandable. And I like what Blackshear did last week too. Just yeah. a nice yards per carry. Even had one catch for seventeen yards. I didn't mind that at all. And Dante Foreman didn't rush terribly against Seattle. I mean, Seattle's kind of a sieve for rushing, yeah. but man, he didn't.
2: He didn't do bad. No. Not yeah, at all. Guess, Not, yeah. at twenty-one. He had a lot of carries. He had twenty-one carries for seventy-four yards. So, but I, uh, and he's still getting volume. So that's the you you make a good point. And then they're and that's what they're going to do. They're going to run the ball. They're going to try to you know control the clock, keep the ball in the o- other offenses hands. Uh, so I I do think you're right. I think Foreman should get enough volume to to be to be worthwhile. And uh, I don't think the Steelers run defense is particularly. Elite or scary, so he's not a terrible play. Fifty four hundred on DraftKings, and uh, he's definitely. Uh, if you're looking at the running back and you're at, at that point, and you you need warm bodies, you could definitely do a lot worse than Foreman in, in the Baby Bowl for sure.
0: Yeah, I think I'd have confidence in starting Foreman or Chuba Hubbard in the Baby Bowl, uh, both of them. Uh, Rob, we don't know who's going to be quarterback. Is it going to be my guy at quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers this week? I've also heard that it's possible that Mason Rudolph has also had a couple of uh, you know touches there in practice anyway. I, I don't know if that's for backup purposes or what, but uh, Mitchell Trubisky threw for 276 yards last week, and he completed a lot of passes. The problem was he completed them to the wrong team sometimes uh, for Baltimore, <laughs> but you know he still completed a lot of passes.
1: Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> Trubisky's that guy. That's like we talked about it before, where he's kind of like a guy that's he'll he'll he actually will put up some surprisingly good fantasy lines because he does run a little bit. He can drop back and get a lot of, a lot of passes. Um, But yeah, it's, it's still not someone, especially in, in baby ball purposes where we only have to play 17 on the year. Like he wouldn't be one of the ones I'd be targeting.
0: Ah, It's chicken. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, For draft Kings, the interceptions are minus, is it minus two points? Is that what it is?
1: I think one.
0: One, one if point. A okay, so pen, yeah. They take that, he get 14. I think all those interceptions were in the red zone, too. I'm just saying he had 12 uh, DraftKings points last week, so I was trying to add it up real quick. I couldn't remember how many points it was. All right, so Najee Harris this week, we're staying away from him for DraftKings, uh, for uh, baseball Bowl purposes against Carolina?
2: Yes?
1: Uh, Anybody? I mean, he's
2: not a strict avoid for me, but I don't love it. So uh, He's only, he only what, 12 for 33 last week, and uh, I, I, feel, I feel like he he should be doing a lot more than he is. I, I he's got a hip thing. Uh he I he I feel like his foot hasn't been right all year. He just doesn't feel like the same explosive player uh that he was last last season. He's he's shown a few flashes here or there, but uh just something just feels off with Najee this year. Yeah. Yeah. Right, that's
1: uh, a, I was gonna say that's 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 how it feels to me. He's not getting as much in the past game. Um I do have him like an R B two slash flex right now in my rankings, so I guess, you know in in week 15 when we've used at least 28 running backs already he's he's there if you still have him he's not the worst um but yeah i'd try to move i'd try to use someone else if i could
2: yeah i have him as rb21 this week uh for for me so he's definitely down there in a low low range of the rb2s
1: Mm -hmm. i have him 24 right now
0: I don't have him. Deontay Johnson is, uh, <laughs> look, he, he is seeing tons of targets. He just hasn't found the end zone. He does have somebody throwing him the football. I'm not sure which one it is. But, man, each week he just kind of, he's there. He's just right on the cusp of breaking out, it feels like, every week. And against Carolina, it looks like a good opportunity to be able to break out. But I can't trust him this week, guys. I just, I, I can't. But I wouldn't mind playing him either in the baby ball if I had to play somebody.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm not opposed to that. He's got 19 targets his last two weeks, uh, so he's definitely seeing a lot more volume in the last in the last couple of weeks than he had been previously. Uh, and the fact that if assuming Trubisky's under center again, then uh, that that seems to be a good thing for him because he's uh, Trubisky's Trubisky's definitely looking his way. Trubisky, you think about Trubisky or even Mason Rudolph; those guys are playing for
0: jobs next year. So I, I think we're going to see the best out of him. I hope that wasn't last week. I, I still like Mitch Rob. I can't, I can't quit Mitch either. I can't quit Mitch or Flacco. where's my life going?
1: <laughs> hey, we all have, we all have our guys. So it's, it's, yeah. I, I can't blame you.
0: Philadelphia at Chicago. This this is Philadelphia is going to kill my Bears on Sunday. Uh, you you talked uh, Drew about the you know Miles Sanders getting uh, uh, having all the touches until until it was trash time, and that may yep. be at the beginning of the third quarter for this game against <laughs> uh, <guess> the <laughs> Chicago Bears. I look for big things. We could we could fire up Jalen Hurts. We could this is another Miles Sanders week, right,
2: Drew? Yeah, I, I there's no there's no reason why Miles Sanders shouldn't uh, get, receive a lion's share of those touches. Bears run defense, I'm very sorry, it's just not very good. Um for on DraftKings, it's only 6500 too. I kind of feel like that that's a that's a screaming value uh for him and I, I, in baby Bowl, I had I not already played him I'd I'd definitely play him again. Yeah, I don't know why the Bears'
0: defense is ranked tenth against wide receivers over on DraftKings. It's 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 not fair. It's, they do better than they do worse than that, and people can score at will on them however they like to. And so I'm going against Jalen Hurts in that home league this week, and I am just terrified. I am shaking in my boots. Uh, the guy also has Dallas Goddard, but I think I have to wait one more week, Drew, to be able to play a Goddard in uh, baby bowl purposes or even on DraftKings or anything.
2: Yeah. If you, I mean, if in, in uh, baby bowl, we have what, three weeks left. And so I I think you can afford to wait another week. So uh, unless you've got, you know, nothing, absolutely zero left, I, I could see taking a flyer on him, but uh, I, I just, I, I don't see it. I don't, it doesn't feel right. Uh, I like waiting in a situation like this where you've missed a significant amount of time. I, I want to see how the wheels look uh, before, uh, you know, I burn a guy like that. So let him let him get his feet underneath them. Uh, it's, it's not the I don't think it's the juiciest of matchups for him. I don't I think it's going to be a game script where they're not going to need to pass the ball quite so much. So, yeah, I think it's I think that's the right call. Okay, I, I, I actually have... I actually like Comet in this game better than Goddard.
0: Oh, okay. All right. I'm glad to hear some positive vibes for my Bears. Rob, <laughs> outside of Cole Komet, which Drew likes there, do you see any other Bears that you would like to play? Can we play fields no matter what? Or it's probably best to hold on to fields until we find somebody else besides Philadelphia's defense.
1: Yeah, I would probably try to to uh, wait on fields uh, until next week or the week after, if I still had him left. Um, same thing, I guess, with Montgomery, but at the same time, I mean, depends on what you have left. Uh, I mean, Montgomery's, you know, your classic volume based RB two type guy. Um, so he's probably, he'll probably, you know, get you there and it probably won't be pretty and it probably won't be a ceiling game. So that's where I'm at there. I, you know, the one thing I was going to add about um, when drew mentioned uh, the Miles Sanders thing, it's surprising me. Cause I, I was writing up my, uh, my, my, gpp article today and what stuck out to me huge was the fact that um you know miles sanders does look like a great value and yet like a lot of the roster ship ownership percentages that i've seen have him under 10 percent, and which is really surprising to me because he he just put up one of the best uh, lines of the week last week and now is going against a a, a bad run defense so you would think those two kind of things would uh jump that ownership up especially with recency bias and so um yeah, I uh, I love Miles Sanders, especially in uh, tournaments this week on DraftKings. If his if his ownership percentage stays low like that, um, people should definitely uh, take advantage and play play a lot of them in tournaments. The
0: biggest boom player and the player I look forward to watching each and every week, guys. I, I'm just going to tell you is in our next game, Kansas City at Houston, Pacheco. I cannot wait to see what Pacheco does against this Houston Texans defense. I love watching this guy play running back. I I don't know what it is about. I don't know if it's because he's so bouncy, if he's bouncing off of everybody, if his legs just never stop churning, even when he gets forced out of bounds or he gets hit hard, he gets up, he pops up and he's ready to go again you know it's just like wow what the world is this guy taking because i need to take whatever it is pateco is taking rob am i thinking absolutely right that pateco may have the highest single running back score of any running back ever in the baby bowl this week
1: I think there's better than a fifty-fifty shot at that. That's wow. what it sounds sounds like to me. Um, no, but he, I do like him a lot this week. Yeah, you know, to be as, um, I think I have him RB fourteen right now. I've, I've seen people have him RB ten, RB nine this week. Even, um, I mean, Texans have been the worst pretty much against the run on the season. Um, obviously, I, I mean, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna, <laughs> you know, they've been bad against the pass. I'm not gonna say. Mahomes isn't going to get his. <laughs> so, um, but at the same time, Pacheco has been used a little bit more in the passing game recently. Um, they seem to use him in situations where they're leading and they're huge, huge favorites with a huge implied team total. Yeah. So, I really like I really like him uh, a ton this week. And for baby pole purposes, DraftKings purposes, um, yeah, even in your uh, season long leagues, uh, he should be probably in there starting. And and it's funny you mentioned how he how he runs like. Every time I watch him, he just looks like he's running the hardest, like running the hardest he's ever ran in his life on every single play. Like he's just, like, like he just, and he just bounces up, and it's just like I don't even know how he has any energy left after after the what he made it look like on just one run.
2: He just uh, he just hurts people. It's like I watch him, and I, it brings me back to watching like Marion Barber. Mary yeah. Barber, yep. and I, and that guy would just destroy people. He would just roll, this it, it just. That's, he has that same kind of pop to him. Uh, you just don't see that too much anymore, and he's got it. The only thing that scares me about that is that the Kansas City Chiefs just.
0: They they don't, they don't like to run the football. That's what they don't like to do. And I look at, I look at a Patrick Mahomes and this, this Houston defense is so weird, you know, like, like, especially if you look at the DraftKings rankings and stuff, because they don't give up a lot of points to quarterbacks. But I think if there's any team that can do it differently, it'll be Kansas city because that's how they play football. They they manage the clock with their passing game. They manage their clock. Uh they move the ball down the field with the passing game. They don't necessarily depend on the run and it never they never Drew seem to be a run first team. I think I would want to wait because of how we've seen Houston Texans be able to not give up points to the quarterbacks just simply because the quarterbacks don't have to do anything. But I would be terrified to play Patrick Mahomes this week because of the gameplay that Kansas City usually has.
2: Yeah, I, I that's I mean that's a fair point. I think that if, if there's a guy who's going to really light up Houston, it's, Mahomes is going to be that guy. But I think you're I think you kind of danced around it just a minute ago when you were talking about it. That why pass on Houston if you could just run it right down their throats? So, I mean, that's kind of what people do. So yeah, yeah. I, I thought I, yeah. I,
0: I really thought they might they might bring up a Melvin Gordon for this game to give him some practice against NFL squad. You know, just to get him ready for the Denver game coming up coming up in a couple of weeks. I, if you saw to melvin gordon i don't i don't know what he's still doing down. i don't know why he's not on your roster and why this isn't a, a spot for him i don't get it yeah i got melvin gordon in a couple of leagues and it's making me very frustrated okay that's just how it is drew
2: <laughs> yeah yeah I, I i he doesn't really move the needle needle for me too much i just kind of i i just uh I, I i'm just curious to see how how ronald jones is still kicking around i mean uh, he didn't it's yeah. just he's there they haven't released him he's just I i kind of feel like what are they doing here? Are they just collecting these guys? Just just kind of like just load up a practice squad with a I don't I don't understand what's happening there with 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 this. So I, I, <laughs> I just don't. So I, I, I mean, CEH be still being on, on IR. I understand you want warm bodies, but uh, and McKinnon just look good. He's I just don't understand what they're what they're doing. So. I think
0: McKinnon I think McKinnon's their playoff running back. I really do. I think they trust him in a lot of situations like that. It, it looks a little bit off this year, and I thought maybe that's why they went out and got Melvin Gordon, except they haven't been playing him. I actually love putting Ronald Jones in a captain spot in a showdown lineup because I do think that possibly he can get a lot of run middle way through the third quarter and on. And so he might be able to really pay off for you there in a captain spot, being like at a minimum, minimum salary. Rob, the the you know, I guess what are we going to call him? Aggravating? Is that what you said about Jeff Driscoll and uh, Taysom Hill? Is you know one of those quarterback <laughs> slash wide receiver kind of guys? I think Driscoll is actually a quarterback wide receiver eligible on Yahoo now, so or wide receiver tight end eligible over there on Yahoo. A weird little game plan they have going on there in Houston, Rob.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's another one of those guys, just like Taysom Hill. Um, yeah, those are the kind of guys they're like gadget guys, and he does have uh, tight end eligibility on Yahoo, so he's another one that. Kind of represents like, you know, an upside stash kind of player where they, uh, you know, he has tight end eligibility. If he does get, you know, snaps at quarterback, that's that's huge for for the tight end position.
0: Yeah, definitely is. Okay, Damian Pierce isn't going to play this week. So, t- t- is Rex Burkhead an option in the baby boat, Rob? I got to ask you because you're the daddy. So, you got to, don't tell me it's sneaky. Don't tell me, well, you know, if you wanted to, you could. No, <laughs> tell me no or tell me yes. I need a no or yes answer from you.
1: No, no. It, it's it's because usually usually I'm the one always always advocating for playing the uh the the backup running backs when they're uh getting their chance just because it's a long season. We gotta play, you know, thirty four plus running backs on the season and uh so use them while you can. But we're down here, three weeks left. We only gotta play six six more. I venture to say you probably got six that you could that you could use over over Rex Burkhead.
0: But well, Rex had I mean, too Two rushing attempts for negative three
2: yards last week, bro. That's that's something there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and his college. his longest carry was negative one. I mean,
1: it's, it's <laughs> that's about that's about three yards more than I maybe thought he would get.
0: We expect so much more out of Rex Burkhead than that. though. I mean, I guess <laughs> I guess maybe it'd be a goomba, a goomba wale. I did it. I just wanted to say, it. Uh, wide receivers. I don't think it's necessarily a desperation move to play any Kansas City wide receiver, but I can't trust any of them this week against that offense. It's going to be Travis Kelsey or nothing against that Houston-Texas defense, excuse me. But what about for the wide receiving room over there in the Houston Texans? The, the Kansas City gives up a lot of yards to opposing wide receivers, Drew. And it, to me, it looks like a Chris Moore thing. Nick, Nico Collins isn't playing. Brandon Cooks might play, but I don't know how motivated he is to play. So I yeah. might be really picking on a Chris Moore if I didn't have a lot of wide receivers left to Baby bowl
2: yeah i like that a lot uh he had a great week last week and he's on know draftkings too he's forty two hundred i mean and mm-hmm. it's how you, you, you how can you go wrong with that so mm-hmm. i i think he's i think it's definitely a nice play like it's a good, sweet sneaky play
0: Amari, Amari Rogers <laughs> may have found a home, Rob. He had 57 yards last week on five targets and four receptions, gave us 16 DraftKings points. I don't know that we have to have the courage to play Amari Rodgers in Baby Bowl, but do you like his price at 3200 on DraftKings?
1: It's definitely definitely very interesting on DraftKings. At only $3,200, Um, you are know, it's, it's, never going to feel great about doing it, but at the same time, didn't necessarily feel great about uh either him chris moore or uh philip dorsett last week and chris moore came through um i do prefer chris moore um straight up even even at an elevated price i would rather play chris moore um but i don't think it's terrible to throw amari rogers in uh, like tournament lineups on DraftKings.
0: okay all right uh next game dallas at Jacksonville. Drew, you're the guy I'm turning to with this one, okay? I think you can objectively look at you. You sound like an older guy, kind of like I am a little bit. You know, <laughs> I don't know if you're if you're that age. So whenever we see Trevor Lawrence's hair, we're both probably pretty jealous of that situation going on right now. We watch <laughs> his quarterback play, and we go, well, you know, he's maybe turning some things around. Tennessee's defense was really bad uh, the last couple of weeks, so I'm not sure how much confidence I could have in Trevor Lawrence going forward, especially this week against Dallas. Tell me how much confidence you have for a Trevor Lawrence going forward, and especially
2: this week against Dallas. I mean, I, I I can see reasons for cautious optimism, but I just you probably have better options. I just. Dallas is a, I can't disrespect the Cowboys as I'm, as much as I'm an Eagles fan. And I would love to do that. They've got a really good defense and uh, that I, I, I do have a little concern, some concerns about Lawrence being able to get it done to the same degree against a quality defense like Dallas. Like he has, he's kind of taken it to some others, some, some uh, real you know fluff defenses, uh, I think he's going to have his work cut out for him here, and I, I don't think he's hundred percent either. he's got a I think a lower body because a toe or a foot injury of some kind mm-hmm. as well that's slowing him down and one of the one of the other nice things about Lawrence, he has that, that rushing utility, and you have to wonder if that's going to be impacted by his uh, his bum wheel okay. Rob, you agree
1: Yeah, sorry, you cut out for, for a second. Okay. Um, um, you're talking about Lawrence, correct?
0: Yeah, Trevor Lawrence is who we were uh, considering for playing in the Baby Bowl this week or even going forward for the rest of the year.
1: Yeah, he's yeah, Lawrence has been awesome uh, lately, uh, especially. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I don't have any issues playing him. I think I have him QB9 this week. I mean, Dallas mm-hmm. isn't like the greatest matchup for sure. Uh, they've been a tough defense, but at the same time, Dallas is an offense that scores a lot. So I'm expecting the, uh, the Jags to have to throw a lot in this game um so uh he's, he's his weapons are playing with zay jones and uh evan ingram are playing really well uh lately too so i uh, i definitely like trevor lawrence this week and the rest of the year
0: rob dak prescott when he has to throw the ball a lot that would make me really nervous as a dallas cowboys fan so if this mm-hmm. game does get into a shootout I, I'm going to go back to week number 10 here against Green Bay. I don't know if I need to go back any further than that. I, I can. I, I can go all the way back. Man, a lot. Tampa Bay, he had one interception. That was his first week of the year, and then he got injured. And then against Chicago, week eight, two touchdowns, one interception. Green Bay, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, against the Giants, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Three or three touchdowns, one interception against get in Indianapolis. And then last week in Houston, one touchdown, two interceptions. And I, I'm not even going to tell you about the fumbles. He's had fumbles mixed in there, too, along the way. You know what I mean? Like, it just seems like he's kind of turnover prone. I'm not sure about Dak Prescott. He never scores a boom play whenever we look at DraftKings stuff. I, 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 I feel uncomfortable playing him this week in Baby Bowl as well.
1: Yeah, I can understand that. I, I do like Dak. Um, I just think the offense is good. The implied team total is is good. Um, I think they're, what, at like 27, 26, 26 right now. Um, and the Jags defense doesn't scare me. Um, and I do think, like, he's been, he's been, it seems like he's been putting up that steady, like, 15 to 20-ish points range. And he's, I feel like he's been doing that just in spite of, like, not having any, uh boom weeks for touchdowns and, and doing, having some mistakes. So, um, yeah, I, I, I understand the, the fear a little bit, but I do have them pretty high ranked this week. So I, I don't have a problem playing them.
0: How many times either one of you, you can say your name whenever you have a guess. Um, if you get a, if you get <laughs> yeah. it right, I'll, I'll, I'll know what I'll do. Uh, how many, how many games has Dak Prescott thrown for 300 yards this year? Zero. That's correct. It, yeah. You didn't say your name first, Drew, but it, it was right. it was. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, no, seriously, zero <laughs> times for Dak yeah. Prescott throwing for three hundred yards. That's something. Whenever you think about that name and mm-hmm. and the culture that he's in there in Dallas, and I don't know what that says about him or that running game. I guess they could just lean heavily on that running game. Drew is what I, I, I'm going to point my finger at and say that's the reason why.
2: No, I think you're right. Uh, I think that's I think it's a lot of a big. You have uh, Zeke Zeke Elliott, and you've got uh, Pollard and. You know, you can just, as long as you're able to move the ball with those guys, you, you're not really having to do a whole lot anything anywhere else. But I, I actually, I'm with you, Rob. I kind of do like Dak this week. I think it's a good bounce back opportunity for him. Uh, we just talked about Houston not not really giving up much to opposing quarterbacks. And Dak did throw for, he had his two, 284 last week, was getting close to 300. So he he's, uh, he's had uh, 260 or more in four of his last five games. Um, he ran for 23, which isn't a, a ton, uh, but it was his most since week eight. So uh, he, he can move the ball with his legs, too. He has a little bit of a higher rushing floor than than, than most. So I definitely, I definitely have no problems playing him this week. If I take you guys
0: back to weeks seven, eight, and nine of the NFL season, that's where we saw Travis Etienne have 22, 28, 29 DraftKings points. I take you back there and then I show you these (laughs) prices for DraftKings for running backs. I show you 71, 62, and 6. Would you think that Tony Pollard would be on top of that list at seventy one hundred and Zeke Elliott at sixty two hundred and then Travis Etienne at six k? Are you trusting uh, an Etn this week, Rob, or, or are you just going to stay away from him? And do you have any hesitations of playing Pollard or Elliott?
1: Trusting Etienne right now, I'm not. I'm not trusting. That's for sure. Um, yeah. I do think though that on on uh, DraftKings, like at six k. I, I don't mind the price, and because um, he still should be the pretty much workhorse back for the team. Um, it's not a great matchup, and I do have cons- some concerns about whether he's fully healthy with that foot uh, that popped up. The foot issue popped up, a, you know, a few weeks back, and it seems like he hasn't been fully right since then, and he's been struggling. Um, but at the same time, on DraftKings, uh, he does project pretty well point per dollar because of that that price. Um, so I don't have an issue there. And in terms of Pollard and, and Zeke, I, I think both are both will be fine. Um, Pollard, I like much more. I think I have him running back 11 on the week right now. And um, Zeke's kind of in that back-end RB2 range. Um, I think both, both are startable guys.
0: Okay. Over in the wide receiver room, Drew, I want you to rank these guys, okay, just a little bit there for me. Uh, C.D. Lamb, Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, uh, Michael Gallup, and a T.Y. Hilton. Rank those guys for me. <laughs> from, um, last first. So who do you trust the most out of those guys as far as wide receivers go between C D, Kirk, Z- Jones? Would you stay away from any of those guys? Or are they all three playable in the baby bowl? How are you looking at
2: that? Uh, I would like I like Lamb a lot. Uh, he's number, my number one on that list. And uh I like Kirk, I think, in a bubble better than Zay, but I really I think Zay might have a better matchup. I think Kirk's probably gonna see a lot of, of digs uh this week. And I think I don't that corner receiver matchup I don't think is great for Kirk this week, but I do th- do Zay Jones has played pretty well lately. So I nest I like him. Um I I if you still have him in baby bowl and you've used Kirk and you've used Lamb, I have no problems using Zay Jones this week. Um and I do think that at DraftKings too, forty nine hundred is a pretty fair price for him.
0: Mm-hmm. I I throw this question out to both of you. Who's gonna have the bigger week this week? Evan Ingram or Dalton Schultz?
1: Gimme Schultz I like Ingram, but I, I do have Schultz ahead.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think it's I think it's close, but I I'll also go Schultz. But well, hey, we're expecting I mean, we just can't trust Evan Ingram, can't we?
0: We just we know better. <laughs> we know better. <laughs> We've been hurt before, right? <laughs> well, not you as a Philly fan. You've been rejoicing. At oh it, yeah, so exactly. Are... Yeah. Oh yeah, Evan great. Okay. <laughs> Can't wait to yeah, start, em, start, em, start Yeah, Start stardom, everybody, stardom. All right. Over on the Detroit, New York Jets side of things, this is this is who I uh, benched Gil uh, Wilson for. Oh, who who did I bench Gino? This is who I benched Gino for right here. Got my New York Jets all mixed up there, didn't I? A little bit. I had Gino in in, in a New York Jet outfit just a minute ago my head uh the detroit lions at the new york jets so this game though it looks okay looks all right for everything i love these wide receivers in this game when it comes to DraftKings guys and my favorite one out of all these drew has got to be well you tell me who my favorite one is drew can you guess
2: for wide receivers for the jets yes or the, or the lines. Or the lines? Or the lines? See. Uh, DraftKings purposes. So we're
0: factoring probably. in prices and we're practicing, factoring in production.
2: Price and production. Wow. Okay. Uh, probably, I'm going to guess Garrett Wilson at 6000 I do like Garrett Wilson
0: at 6K. Yeah. I think he can get his 18, but if Corey Davis isn't playing, I really like Elijah Moore, too, at 3,600. Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, 3,600. I just, I had to scroll down to see him. Yeah, I'm a good deal. Now, that is a super-duper steal. The only thing oh, I yeah. wish, Rob,
0: was that I knew more clarity on the quarterback situation, and I wish they would just go ahead and sit Mike White. You know I'm ready for Joe Flacco to get one more shot. <laughs> I do not want to see him go out of the NFL by fumbling a football and all that catastrophe that happened last week. We need more Flacco, and this could be a great week for him against those Detroit Lions, my friend.
1: I know that's your guy. That's your guy. I, in, uh, hey, uh,
2: yeah. Hey, as, it would as be... a Delaware as a Delaware guy. I'm here for that. Okay. All right. yeah.
1: <laughs> that's that's true. That's true. I didn't even yeah, think about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's. As I was going to say it's uh, it's a perfect <laughs> week for him to go out go out on top against the Lions.
0: And do we have any clarity on the Mike White situation? I, seriously, I need to know for my redraft league. I keep hearing all the right things being said by Mike White, but then I started T Higgins in that league last week too, and I, <laughs> I can't do that for my quarterback. I'm, I'm going to end up starting one of these other – I can't say it because those, those little weasels in my home league will block everything I do, so I can't say who my other choices are that I'm going to start. Uh, so I, I don't want to say it, but guys, this Mike White thing is driving me crazy.
1: <laughs> he he was limited at practice today, but he keeps saying that he's good to go. Um, I I think he he's gonna that. play.
0: He said, he said that right after the game, and they rushed him to the hospital.
1: <laughs> yeah, true. I honestly, yeah. I think it's I think it's really more of just like a, a pain tolerance thing at this point. I think it's more of a they're just limiting the reps right now at practice to to limit limit any kind of uh, um you know reaggravation of an injury or anything like that. I do think tomorrow will tell you know kind of a lot on on that but i i do expect him to play
0: i i'm just sitting here thinking I, I want i want you guys to have to make this decision for me and i don't want to have to make it <laughs> so i got somebody else to blame i guess <laughs> no i wouldn't do that to you. uh all right a running back room for the new york jets too drew uh, detroit lions seem to be a lot playing a lot better against the run as of late but man bam night he gets the job done every single week. He has yet to fail us whenever we talk about this. I love Bam Knight, and I don't mind playing him even against this Detroit Lion defense. I don't know if I, I maybe want to wait a little bit for the Bay Bowl, but I, I wouldn't mind playing him any week.
2: No, I think it's a good week to play him. I really do. I've, I've kind of doubted him the last couple of weeks. I was like, well, you know, I think, Ty, I mean, first I was like, well, I think Ty Johnson's going to eat into his. Uh, His workload from a passing standpoint, that didn't happen. Like, oh, Michael Carter's back now. He's going to eat into him from a workload standpoint. That didn't happen either. So I think think Bam Knight's kind of proven that he's for real, uh, and uh, I'm not doubting him again. So I I think it's a pretty solid matchup for him to go in there against Detroit.
0: Okay, All right, sounds good. Uh, Michael Carter, Rob, can we look for anything from him this week? He seems to be a pass catching uh, uh, running back there in New York. Uh, and and so I want to be able to try and trust him. If I needed uh, even a even a dart throw in DraftKings or maybe a dart throw, whenever I, I have a uh, baseball purposes, what do you think?
1: I don't love it, um, even even at four point nine k on uh, on DraftKings. I just think Bam Knight was getting too much of the work, and he's really only f- like he's he's five point three or I believe uh, on okay. DraftKings. So it's really not much of a difference. So I much 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 prefer. Bam night. actually right now. Bam Knight for me is like one of the, one of the best, maybe the best point per dollar running backs. Um, I don't like the Detroit match. Detroit's been pretty tough on, on against the run. Uh, lately but i think it's just a great offensive environment in general and bam Knight has been getting used a little bit in the passing game so i'm not too too worried about it uh from that standpoint so yeah i i would definitely much prefer bam Knight over over carter and i I really am not gonna probably play any carter i don't think in any lineup for any league
0: any carter any league Uh, okay all right so no carter (laughs) free yeah. Uh, Drew, you're a usage guy here. So DeAndre Swift or Jamal Williams, which one, which can we count on either one of them against this Jet defense?
2: Oh, oh well, the Jets defense is tough. I will say that. Uh I they're even tougher on receivers, uh, from as far as I'm concerned. But yeah, Swift, I mean, Swift had what nine touches last week for 39 yards. Jamal Williams had 16 touches, only 37 yards. So I mean, they're both getting utility, they're both getting usage. J- Jamal Williams seems like he's getting a larger share of the touches. Uh, from a snap standpoint, uh, they were almost dead even last week. So Jamal Williams, 37% uh, a snap share to 36% for Swift. And then Justin Jackson just is coming in just to mess things up for everybody and taking 29% of the, and just keeping them both off the, you know, one or both of them off the field and times when uh, just to kind of mess it up for all of us. But I, I do worry that, uh, you know, with it, with a nearly identical uh, snap share that Jamal Williams is commanding almost twice as many touches as Swift, so that's definitely a little bit alarming for me. Um, and uh, Jamal Williams seems like the guy, at least he has been the guy uh, in the red zone for most of the season. Um, that's changed a little bit last week, last couple weeks though. So now in the last couple weeks, um, you know, uh, I think Jamal Williams had six red zone uh, touches in Week 12 to five for for Swift. Uh, but the last two weeks, Swift has eight to Jamal Williams is three. So that's, it's weird. I kind of feel like they're rotating how they're using these guys, uh, in, which is, which is kind of a bit of a head scratcher for me, really trying to nail down what, what's Dan Campbell and company going to do with these guys. So, um, targets too, you're looking at targets, uh, Swift, um, has uh still get he's still guys still still getting most of the targets there so uh 18 targets the last three weeks to only eight for for Jackson and only one for Jamal Williams so um I I don't have a really good feeling necessarily uh, about either of these guys just because I don't number one the Jets is Jets defense is kind of tough and number two it's just kind of hard to pin down sure um how how they're going to be used
0: so sure I understand that Rob I know you're proud of me for not. Bringing up wanting to build a lineup on DraftKings or even play in Baby Bowl, a Jared Goff stack anywhere. You know, I just, it's not this week. Not this week. We're not doing it outside. We're not doing it inside if they were playing the Jets, probably, but we're definitely not doing it outside either. I don't care what a Saint Brown or a DJ Shark Shark was going to be able to get us at all. I'm not playing them.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can't blame you. um I don't hate golf this week because uh, they are playing well, but at the same, at the same time, I don't have them ranked very high. I mean, I think I have them like QB fifteen or sixteen or something in there. So it's just like it's it's a middling option. um So yeah, I'm not excited about playing them. I, I would I would rather play Mike White than golf in the same game.
0: Conklin looks like he's available uh and probably, probably available in some of these baby bowl lineups as well. I think it could be worse. Uh, possibility of playing somebody you could probably pick out a worse tight end than uh, than Tyler Conklin right guys we, we we could play a Conklin maybe
1: yeah yeah I actually like Conklin decent amount this week um basically anyone any uh any pass catcher you can get against the uh the Lions is is, is, is uh is viable really <laughs> okay. um he's like Conklin for me he's like in that same like Cole Komet. Chico Conquo, Gerald Everett kind of range um, of tight ends this week. So, yeah, I I don't mind playing Tyler Conklin, honestly.
0: If Russell Wilson plays in this next game, Drew, Arizona at Denver, are we looking to start a Russell Wilson who may be getting some things cooking right now in Denver?
2: Yeah, he played really well before he got hurt. I I do want to know, you know, sometimes we see a little bit of cobwebs in a situation like that where a guy you know has a concussion comes back maybe he's not right for a game or so i don't know if that's going to happen or not um i i do worry a little bit about russ um i'm not even sure if he's going to play um uh i just there's probably better options so he's okay. just, I, I just have a bad taste in my mouth from from <laughs> from so many weeks of him just being an sure. utter disappointment so
0: and, but yeah, hopefully, maybe he got things on the right yeah. track. Now, uh, yeah. what does that do for the wide receivers, Rob? If a Russell Wilson does not play, we we got to stay away from those guys. Then for the baby bowl, right? A Jerry Judy, even though he had a great game last week, a Sutton, even if he plays, or a Hinton, if they, if he plays.
1: Yeah, without Russ, um, it definitely makes the it definitely makes it a little bit more tough to trust any of them. I think if Sutton's out, then. It, Judy's still viable, even okay. even with ripping. Um, but I mean, it's not. Yeah, I wouldn't feel great about it. Um, but the, you know, the best the best situation for for Judy would be Sutton out. Russ plays, um, okay. and obviously, that's mostly what we saw last week uh, and and during his big game. So that's that's kind of what you're hoping for if you're uh, looking to start Judy.
0: All right, Drew, if Russ is out, does that mean more carries for a Murray and a Mac, probably, as they lean on that run game to try to win this game against Arizona, who who doesn't have a terribly great uh, defense against the run?
2: Yeah, I mean, it does, but that still doesn't really mean that I'm excited about the idea. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell by your voice that you weren't
0: real excited about that yeah, idea. Yeah. Uh, this looks like a great spot uh, for the Denver Broncos defense going against a Colt McCoy who showed flashes of playing quarterback well in the league last season, but this year it's just it's just not on there. When you look back at the, at the game uh, logs and everything like that, it's just not there for Colt McCoy. This really kind of impacts a lot of their value with a James Conner or even a DeAndre Hopkins. But if I remember right, Drew, DeAndre Hopkins in the past it didn't matter who was throwing him the ball. He was getting the volume. He could possibly get touchdowns. It just didn't matter with DeAndre Hopkins. Oh,
2: no doubt. I mean, you go back. I remember, what was it Sage Rosenfels and yeah. uh, who, who? I can't remember. <laughs> that's okay, a name. Yeah, the, the, that's the kind of care, uh, quarterback that DeAndre Hopkins was was dealing with, and earlier on in his career in Houston, and, and he was making Pro Bowls with those guys at quarterback. So I, I, I don't think it really matters for DeAndre Hopkins who's under center. I think you're exactly right about that.
0: I might want to wait to hold on to uh, play him, not against you know a Denver defense maybe, but I wouldn't be scared about playing at DeAndre Hopkins in the future. To me, Rob, it looks like more like a James Conner week, but I just don't know that he can get things going against Denver's defense.
1: Yeah, it's, it's kind of a tough matchup for both. I still have both of them ranked top eight at their position right now. Um, but again, it, it's, it, you don't feel great about it against a Denver defense. Um, it's just... Both of those guys should get a ton of volume. That's the that's the thing that's hard to turn away from. Is we've seen even when uh, Colt McCoy's been in there, he's he's kind of force fed Hopkins. So so you'd like you like that from a volume standpoint. And then same thing, Connor has been getting a ton of volume as well. So um, the ceiling isn't as high on this offense in terms of touchdown uh, production, but uh, that volume is is really hard to pass up right now.
0: I'm trying to think of the tight ends that that the Arizona Cardinals defense has faced over the last couple of weeks, and I've been like, hey, Arizona, I'm playing whatever tight ends playing against Arizona, and every week I walk around afterwards going, what? what happened? Because they didn't get a touchdown. I mean, did they like have to face Kelsey one week or something like that? He got six touchdowns against them because they're the 32nd ranked <laughs> tight end, defense against tight ends, but every week it doesn't seem like tight ends score a touchdown against them. Drew, I, I don't know. I want to put Dolchitz in there, and I got to have confidence in being able to do so, but at the same time, I do. I walk away from the whole situation
2: going, wait a minute. I got fed a, a,
0: a bag of lies
2: with that. <laughs> yeah, well, Kittle had two touchdowns against them. Juwan Johnson had two touchdowns against them. Taysom hill had a touchdown against them darren waller when he was still alive and kicking had a touchdown against them <laughs> so yeah of course kelsey and uh, uh something called a jody fortson had a touchdown against them so so i mean <laughs> I, I, that's, I i don't I, I think if you play tight end then you have a you have a very good chance of scoring on the uh, on the Cardinals. so I, I really i really wouldn't worry too much i think dulcich is as good of a play as anybody
0: Okay, unless Brett Ripping's throwing the ball and they don't make yeah. it to the fifty-yard line, so well, yeah, well that could actually, actually yeah,
2: well, that could help them. You know, I mean, sometimes okay, that, I mean, it, could be, it could be a myth, but uh, sometimes it seems like the you know backup seems to like a tight end a lot, so I could see that happening. New England Patriots at the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders don't see Bright
0: Rob anymore. I don't know what happened to them. And this is a spot, boy, that I, you know, I don't, I don't ever root for the New England Patriots very often. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just don't, I think mean, they got back Jones and stuff like that, but I just don't have a vested interest in them. And, and Bill Belichick is that kind of criminal kind of guy, you know, as a head coach that you want to root against. But man, I, it's hard to root against him when he's going up against the Raiders. It's it just, especially with his old coach, his old, you know, his his old right hand guy sitting there being the head coach of the Raiders, and everything seems to kind of be imploding. I'm hoping he goes in there with a steel chair and kind of cleans house a little bit, Rob.
1: Yeah, yeah, this is a interesting one. The Raiders, like you said, they've been so they've been just so brutal lately, especially that that loss to the the Rams is just so ridiculous. But um, yeah, I mean. You're never going to, you know, shy away from Jacobs or, or, uh, Adams at this point, um, for the Raiders. So, Carr is one that's like questionable. I think if, you know, there's word that if, um, there's word that, you know, Waller and, uh, Renfro may possibly be back this week. I don't know how fully healthy that either would be, but getting those guys back would definitely be a huge boost for, for Carr's outlook. Um, but yeah, he was. I mean, even Carr was brutal, brutal bad last week. Um, so starting him, you're not going to be confident in it. But if he does get those weapons back, it's, it helps a little bit.
0: Okay, and we probably might want to weigh off a week just to see what Renfro and Waller do, but I I do agree with you that we want to play those other guys. What about from the New England Patriots, Drew? Do we want to play anybody from here? If we got clarity on Ramondre Stevenson being out and Damian Harris not playing, which one of those backup running backs would you like to play? And it looks like a good spot maybe even for that uh, in a Baby Bowl purpose uh,
2: kind of format. Well, Harris had the touchdown. We know that he had eight carries for 26 yards, but he didn't. He didn't get a single target. Uh, so that well, that definitely concerns me a little bit. Whereas uh, Pierre Strong uh, had two targets for 20 yards, caught them both. Um, he also scored a touchdown as well. Um, he had five carries for 70 yards. So for me, uh, Strong just uh, seems like the more electric player. Um, so I, I mean, I could see Harris, but I, for me, i why not throw Pierre Strong out there, and see what happens.
0: Okay, uh, Hunter Henry, we could play Hunter Henry if you're down there in the tight end area that need to play Hunter Henry. Go ahead and play Hunter Henry. All right, that's Yes. Yeah, sure. uh, yeah. yeah. Stay away from Jonu though. Don't uh, John-u, I don't, <laughs> John-u went there to disappear in New England. <laughs> He's a ghost. <laughs> Tennessee at Los Angeles Chargers. Rob, this is a this is one of your dome games right here, I believe, and it looks like we could fire up every single player for the Los Angeles Chargers and Derrick Henry. And I don't know if we want to play anybody else. Oh, uh, who, who else are you looking at to play in this game besides all those players that I just mentioned?
1: Yeah, like all those, um, if you, if, 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 Tr- if Traylon Burks doesn't play, um, I feel better about playing Um mm. If, if Burks is back, I don't feel as good about Okonkwo, Um, but his his numbers his you know routes and snaps have been ticking up lately. So it'll be interesting to see if Burks does play, uh, how how uh, used uh, what the usage is for for Okonkwo. Um Woods Woods is someone that like if if again if uh, if Burks doesn't play, Woods is someone that's a little bit interesting me more on DraftKings because he's four point four K. Um, and just uh you know being like the clear cut guy uh in a game where it's a in a dome and they're likely or at least uh projected to be trailing uh so he's a little bit interesting just from that standpoint uh but i, I don't love him either way, so yeah, really the guys that you named and then aconquo if uh, Burks doesn't play.
0: Drew, where do you have Justin Herbert ranked this week? He's got to be pretty high after seeing what Trevor Lawrence did to this Tennessee uh, d- defense on the
2: road is what Trevor Lawrence was. So at home, where do you have Herbert ranked? Oh, uh, <clears throat> Excuse me. He's a top five quarterback for me this week. I've got, I think I have a QB four. I think I have Hertz mm-hmm. and Allen and Mahomes. Uh, I think I'm uh, in and just above him. That's it. So okay. that's it. That's the kind of quality of player you got above him. So, yeah, I have, I have zero zero qualms about, about her uh, about Herbert this week. I really like him a lot. That is Drew DeLuca, everybody. He won week 14 of the Baby Bowl, and he's right
0: up there, the top five, I think, of the Baby Bowl overall standings, but he won week 14, and you can follow him over on Twitter at Drew Delaware, over on Twitter, at Drew Delaware. Drew DeLuca is his name, and and Drew, yeah. I don't think I asked you last time, who all do you write for? Do you write for everybody? And, and all those things. Go ahead and pitch all that stuff out, because uh, we only got two or three games left and everybody's going to tune us out after we get, when we get to the New York giant Washington game.
2: <laughs> oh, sure. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Yeah. QB list. Uh, i break for for them and I've uh, been uh, doing a lot of work with them and I just, I'll be doing the uh, Saturday night or assuming the Sunday night podcast of what we saw podcast with uh, Ryan Heath. Uh, uh, we'll be, I'll be uh, filling in for Eric Smith and doing those for the remainder of the season. So that's been a lot of fun. Um, and I'm also a ranker for fantasy pros so uh that's been joining that so um i think it was number seven of uh, last year for the draft rankings and uh and had a, had a few good weeks this week too uh, number one in week six number two in week seven and uh it was 16th this past week which isn't too bad out of about 200 or so uh okay. so, yeah.
0: that's good that is real good and rob i know you're doing the fantasy pro ranks on the amateur level you haven't moved up to drew level yet so you're doing it uh, on the amateur level still <laughs>
1: Yeah, 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 it's, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, I, I applied too late to get it in and, uh, so they got me on the, on the, uh, trial, trial, uh, run this year. Um, been doing pretty, pretty well for the most part. Um, so I'm excited, excited for, uh, next year when it, uh, actually counts and, uh, hopefully, uh, you could be battling with, battling with those guys for, for uh, the rankings each week and uh, yeah I was going to say I saw I've been seeing Drew's been doing doing great uh on those uh on those rankings uh, for the for, for the year so far.
2: Yeah, you've been I, doing pretty good too. I've seen some of your uh some years you've been doing uh, really nice work there so I'm looking forward to seeing your name yeah. up there next week.
1: Yeah. I'm hoping. I'm hoping it carries over. I, I keep saying I'm like oh next year I'm just going to be it's going to be one of those where I'm just really awful as soon as it starts counting it's going to be awful.
0: Well, not if you tune in to me each and every week, Rob. You'll That's always true. continue to do well. I'm glad to hear both of you are listening to my advice every week then and week out. Hey, that is Rob Norton at Norton0723. Tell them who else you uh, write for, Rob, and all those other shows you're on as well.
1: Yeah, so I've um, been doing two articles a week for Last Word on Sports, two articles a week for, for Betting Predators. Um, that The Betting Predator one is more GPP, uh, DraftKings-focused, whereas the uh, – the, the one, the two articles for for last word on sports. One's a more of a cash game style uh, DraftKings article, and the other is more of a streaming article, uh, okay. weekly waivers and streaming article. Um, and then, yeah, I've been uh, doing uh, a weekly Tuesday podcast with the guys at uh, Dad Bod Fantasy Squad. Um, more of like a waivers and dynasty talk on Tuesday nights at nine, and then um, over on Betting Predators Friday, usually Friday nights. We've been we haven't been too consistent with it but a lot of times Friday nights we'll record a uh GPP like game theory uh podcast so like it usually comes out on Saturdays if we if we get around to it on Friday nights
0: both of you guys are very, very busy, and we appreciate all the contributions you are making to the fantasy football community. Don't forget to follow the show at Fi Today with the little underscore over there. Right now, the pin tweet for the DFS Dreamer podcast is there, and you can also find a link to the bottom part there of both of the contests coming up not only on Saturday for the Saturday slate that we have going on and also a Sunday slate contest that we always have fun putting on there, and, and of course, me and Pierre do that each and every week on the DFS Dreamer podcast here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. Guys, we we have Cincinnati at Tampa Bay. we got New York Giants at Washington, and I'll figure out what that Monday night game is because it's not on our little game script here that we're looking at here. But the Cincinnati-Tampa Bay game, I don't know what's going on, Drew. Maybe you can give me a little you – know, tell me what's going on with our guy, Tom Brady. I say our guy because I am an older gentleman as well, so I kind of root <laughs> for Tom Brady, and, and so I, I want him to do well. But, man, it really looks like it has fallen off a cliff here for him this year. Tell me, Drew, what's going wrong with Tom Brady?
2: Yeah, I wish I had the answer. So uh, I mean, I I hate to say Father's time. Father time is finally uh, calling, but I, I don't know. He threw fifty five passes last week, and he only threw for two hundred fifty three yards, and uh, that four point six yards uh, yard average there is just that's not Brady like. So, um, and he threw two picks, more more touch more interceptions and touchdowns. This is not the Tom Brady that uh, that we're no. used to seeing. So, but on, on the year though, he's still seventeen touchdowns, five picks. Uh, so I mean. I think if anybody if anybody anybody deserves the benefit of the doubt of having a bad game or a bad stretch is probably Tom Brady. So, uh, but I don't know that Cincinnati is, is going to be uh, the the refs the remedy for him to to kind of turn it around. Uh, I think they're kind of s- sneaky better than we think they are. Um, and uh, and I know uh, um, the. Uh, but, uh, the, I think he had uh, but yeah he did look bad and it was a dead yeah. one touchdown with the to, to gauge it was kind of a tricky weird play um it just didn't look they're just not in sync they just don't look good and uh yeah. so I just I, I worry I know Godwin's getting uh he's getting his legs under him, under him but uh Mike Evans is just I don't even know where he is. I, I, I'm not even sure if he's su- suiting up every week. He's just a non-factor. <laughs> so I think I think we talked before uh, about you know the the Dolphins sputtering and and how Jalen Waddle not a part of that offense right now. I think I think the same thing with Tampa. They, they need to get Mike Evans back in uh, in in the fold.
0: Yeah, I, I wonder if Father Time has caught up to Mike Evans too. And we've always we've seen him every year. I think what is it? He catches a, a thousand uh yard receiver every single year of his of his nfl career or something like that it's one of those stats or 10 touchdown i can't remember which one it is uh so whenever but but didn't he turn like 30 isn't he like 30 this year guys i almost want to say he's 30
1: i think i think you're right on that i think you're right i think he just turned 30 recently
0: and it um, just might be one of those, it, you know, it's always one of those barometers wherever you start looking at wide receivers or quarterback. The age thing always factors into that just a little bit. And and I just wonder if it hasn't caught up with Mike Evans and Tom Brady both at the same time because this is definitely not the Tom Brady, you know, this is not our grandfather's Tom Brady whenever he first, whenever Tom Brady first came in the league. You know, that, that was such a long
2: time ago we could say <laughs> our grandfather's Tom Brady. <laughs> joke. It didn't work very well, but I tried. He's still 29. I'm, I'm, he just looked it up. He's still 29.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, but he's still
2: getting up there, though. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, when I look at the tight ends for this, Cincinnati's not really good against tight ends. k Otten is getting a lot of targets, Rob, each, each week in and out at, for, for Tom Brady. I I want to say I could play k Otten if I need to play a tight end, and I just don't have anybody I'm really confident in.
1: Yeah. I don't love it as much, but I, I, I don't. I know, it's one of those where I don't love it, don't hate it. Um, anytime you're after a certain point at tight end, it's it's uh, it's a crapshoot. So, um, but I do think I, I would rather try to go somewhere else if uh, for baby purposes.
0: I don't think that the Tampa Bay defense has been as strong lately as we've been used to in the past, so I'm not afraid of playing any of these Cincinnati Bengals, whether it's a Joe Burrow, whether it's a Joe Mixon, and I guess really it's up to the discretion of the head coach of whether or not we could play a T. Higgins if we need to, (laughs) Uh, but Jameer Chase looks like somebody I'm not terrified to play right now because both of those, you know, it, it just seems like Burrow and Chase can get the job done every time they single they play
2: as long as they're both healthy. Drew, I'm right on that, right? Yeah, uh this is not the same uh Tampa Bay defense that we were worried about before and I think the run defense was really um kind of that the hallmark of the of what recent Tampa Bay beef, uh Buccaneers defenses that have been successful. They've they've been shutting the run down, but that's just, does not seem to be the case this year. Uh there've been a few times where uh elite backs have kind of had their way uh against Tampa Bay and I I can see Joe Mixon having a day uh and I, I certainly don't Uh, don't have any concerns uh, about mixing. I'm not going to be scared off by Tampa.
0: Okay. All right. Sounds good. Next game. Turn the page. New York Giants at the Washington football squad or commanders or generals. I don't know what they are this year. Uh, Rob, who is going to be (laughs) the biggest baby bowl bust? out of this game. Now there are a lot of big names in here. You know, you got a Saquon Barkley in here, a Terry McLaurin in here. You got some of those running backs as well in here from Washington that everybody might be high on, but you're just not going to play this week.
1: Hmm. Um, I guess I would say compared to consensus Saquon, but um, I i mean, I still have the thing is that I can't move Saquon too low <laughs> Um He's too good and and gets too much volume. And uh, so I I still have him as a top 12 guy. Um, But yeah, I mean, I just, I kind of just generally don't like this game in in, uh, overall. I mean, um, I I will say Curtis Samuel is someone I'm actually like really low on uh, compared to consensus from, from looking at like my rankings versus consensus. So I'll go, I'll go with uh, Curtis Samuel then.
0: Okay. All right. Daniel Jones. Is it a Daniel Jones week? Drew, do you think? Is it ever? Oh. I, I mean, he's, he's played <laughs> so, a lot better this year, and you yeah. get to see a lot more of it there. I I really think Dayball has had a good positive influence on Jones, but I think this yeah. is his last year in in New York's uniform, as far as a contract goes. I, I I'm curious to see what will happen next year.
2: Well, yeah, well, I think I don't. I think it's a little too soon to say that just yet because uh, the. It, Jet the Giants are jockeying for a playoff spots. So if they could make it and and Daniel Jones can win a game or look good in the playoffs, then then uh, I, I you can't write write a mock on back. But I would say odds are odds are longer than uh than than they are favorable for him right now. Uh but it I don't think it's a terrible matchup for Daniel Jones. He do, he has that we talked about the rushing utility. He's got that. He means he had what seventy one yards uh, uh rushing the last time he played Washington. Uh and uh he's uh, he's, he's up there when you talk about quarterbacks uh, who are, who get it done on the ground, he's, he's up there with, um, you know, with yeah. not as far as the totals, but you look at the, who's ahead of him and the rushing yards per, uh, for the season, uh, Justin Fields, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen. That's the list. Uh, Jones has 548 yards on the ground already. Um, he's only thrown four interceptions. He's got 12 touchdowns. So the problem is, is that his receivers aren't very good, and he's, he doesn't have a whole lot of options to throw the football to. And uh, he finally had somebody, a tight end in Daniel Bellinger, and then he got jacked up, and finally, he's finally back. But uh, he he got hurt a little bit in the Eagles game, so we're not quite sure what's, what's going to happen with him. So uh, I think Jones is kind of like a high-floor, but low ceiling kind of a quarterback, if that makes sense at all. So I, I think he's a safe play in baby bowl, but I don't I don't think he's a guy that's going to win you a week, if that makes sense.
0: Okay. Well, I'm down to the Daniel Joneses of the world. So I'm, yep. I'm trying to pick I, you know, I'm trying to find <laughs> try my baby bowl lineup a little bit. That kind of disappointed me. Hey guys, last game here, Rams <laughs> yeah. at the Packers. I don't know if you've seen the forecast or not for Green Bay this Monday night, but it is going to be one of those games where we're huddled around the fire watching a green Bay Packer team play a Los Angeles Ram team in 18 degree weather. Okay. It's supposed to 18 degree. I don't even know what the wind chill is going to be, but it just says 18 degrees right now with a 5% Ooh. chance of snow in green Bay. So I know we don't have any Rams that we necessarily want to fire up, but cam acres. Hey, no, no, not a cam Akers week. I don't know any other Rams that we would even want to mention this week in this game. But for me, Rob, Christian Watson is in must-play territory. I think the Packers are going to be able to score a lot of points this game, and he seems to be the guy. This is a get-right spot for Green Bay. A bye week last week. Is this is the time of year where they kind of put the pedal to the metal and they make their little playoff push. I just could see this happening for green Bay, a Detroit loss in New York. And all of a sudden the Packers are looking at winning that division. Uh, maybe, you know, to, you know, to, uh, well, I guess the guy jumped Minnesota there. So I, I'm, I'm jumping the gun there a little bit, but I just think that this is a place where green Bay gets right and can really make a, a move into the playoff area.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like you said, Christian Watson has been playing awesome. For them, so it's going to be hard to to bench him um, if you have him, or or even like in baby ball purposes. I'm sure a lot of people probably still have him because he was injured for a while, wasn't playing, and he's he's come on strong lately. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's a pretty pretty popular uh, wide receiver play in baby ball this week.
0: Okay, Christian Watson, and then uh, are we looking at? Do you think Drew more of an Aaron Jones week, or is this an AJ Dillon week? With the weather being as cold as it is, maybe it's in a Bruiser week like an AJ Dillon.
2: Uh, well, I have Jones at, at my running back 13 this week. I, I think but he's, he is questionable, um, but Jones has been questionable a lot and he's come out and fired up some pretty big games. So I think Dylan's had a couple of big games lately, but we talked before about you know the lack of utility, how we're, how, and how are they going to use these guys. So uh-huh. uh, I mean, Dylan had what 18 carries for 93 yards last week. so and that was against the Bears um and uh, the rams are certainly an uninspired team right now they've got a little <laughs> more t- they got they got a lot more talent i think up front than the, than the bears do yeah. um so i don't i don't i can't expect dylan to fire off another eight, 93 yard touchdown kind of a game um, and, uh, I'm interested to see what happens with the Rams. Now with Baker Mayfield, I mean, we had Bryce Perkins in there before <laughs> John Walford. It was ugly there for a second. Then he comes in off the street and all of a sudden he looks like the real Dale. And that was, that was so interesting. So I, I really want to see, I'm kind of interested in this Monday night game. I want to see what happens with Baker Mayfield. Uh, Christian Watson's been playing out of his skull. Um, you know, there's obviously Aaron Rodgers is a must see, must see TV. Um, so I'm, I'm, I don't think this game's going to be, uh, the, the laugher and snoozer that, that, it, that it, we might think it will be at first. And I'm, you know, and they even, even we talk, we joke about Cam Akers, but the, the Packers' run defense is not good. Um, and, that's and, true. and I could see, I think Akers is a sneaky flex play, if that makes sense at all. I think, I think he's not, not a terrible option there. Um, uh, but, uh, I mean, I'm not super excited about him, but uh, we, we're talking about getting to the drags and trying to trying to find something yeah. under its stone. I mean, I, I think you can do worse than Cam Akers.
0: Okay, I can see that, Rob. Where do you have Baker Mayfield ranked this week? Is it uh, be thirty six or a <laughs> forty?
1: Um, right in between there, about thirty eight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, but he, he's uh, he, he is he is pretty low. I got him at I think twenty eight actually. Um, but yeah, I, I, I agree though on the, on the Cam makers point. Um, I don't love K makers uh, from by any means, but at the same time, green Bay has been really, really bad against the, the run. So um, I have them like right around 30th, 30, 34 in that range at running back. And so that puts them kind of as a, you know, RB or er, right outside of the RB three in a flex range. And, you know, we are in week 15. So, okay. um, 28, you've played at least 28 running backs. So he's right in that, that range probably for people.
2: I, I, yeah, I just, have, I, I, have, I, I have his already 27. So I'm a little, a little higher.
0: I see Los okay. Angeles and I see 18 degrees and I say, they don't even want to be there. So they're <laughs> going to be trying to keep, they're gonna try to make the yeah. clock tick and cam Akers knows better. But, you know, at the same time, I wonder too, with Baker Mayfield, like he was playing the Raiders and they lost that game at the end. But I sit there and I look at the Raiders' defense and I go, "What in the world kind of coverage? You're playing press coverage at the very end of the game, and Baker Mayfield has an opportunity now to throw it deep. Where? Why weren't you backed off of that stuff? I, I just, it was fluky. It was so fluky what he did there. And I know Baker Mayfield a little bit better than that. I, I do hope he does well because I just miss his commercials on television. Just to be honest <laughs> with you, I, those were great commercials. Uh, anybody else we see playing here, Tunyon or anything like that, guys? Are we or is this a wrap on this game? Yeah. That's a wrap on it <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Okay.
0: Drew Delaware Great job by you my friend Andrew Delaware over on Twitter Make sure you're following him and, and all this content That he has going out there Drew DeLuca, uh, make sure you follow him over there on Twitter Great job Drew as always Thanks for having me No problem Rob uh, you, you keep bringing in these re- re- you get Top five finisher, top everything you, Drew is is fantastic
1: yeah, definitely. Definitely is, um, you know, appreciate appreciate Drew, you being a part of it. Um, thank you so much for, for uh, you know, being a huge, huge piece of uh, the baby ball over the past few years and everything. So, um, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll have a uh, strong finish here. Not not too strong. I don't want you to jump me. You know what I mean? But um, <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, anyway, either way, though, it, it, it should be a, a really fun finish this season here heading into the baby ball playoffs.
2: Definitely yeah. looking for the looking forward to the
1: playoffs too. The... Yeah, whole different animal, whole different animal that one.
0: Yeah, I, I'm sorry, Rob. I keep getting these notifications from my fantasy league. Tell me about the Baby Bowl playoffs that are happening <laughs> right now, and that's. <laughs> What's going on? I got to check all these notifications. I look forward to getting more of those. I always feel like I am very important whenever Rob Norton sends me those notifications or my fantasy <laughs> league sends me those notifications to remind me of that. But click on those links. Get the Baby Bowl playoffs all lined up for you. Great end of the year donation, tax deductible donation, all those things. But uh, we also want to encourage you to get the word out 200. 200 is our goal. That doesn't seem very far off, Rob. I think we're sitting at one thirty, one forty, 140 or something like that during the regular season. And we always get that Baby Bowl playoff push so 200 doesn't seem like a very far goal. I know we uh what last year or so we were looking for 100 and we got to that goal so maybe we can get to this 200 as well.
1: Yeah, we're going to try. We're going to try to see if we can make it happen. We always we always seem to get more for the playoffs than we do for the regular season and we did have like like you said like I think it's like 121, 130 in that range for for regular season this year. So yeah, I think we had 130-ish for mm-hmm. for playoffs last year after having 90 some for for regular season, so you know, at that same rate, we're going to pushing 170 to 200.
0: Yeah, and you'll always get those notifications.
1: <laughs> <All
0: right. laughs> right. Great job, Rob. I appreciate you letting me be a part of this uh, whole experience and, and how we're running all over this Baby Bowl world right now. And now and I, I do appreciate all those contestants in the Baby Bowl, and I look forward to playing against you in the Baby Bowl playoffs here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network and here on the Baby Bowl Podcast. Always want to try to figure out a way to make a positive impact in somebody's life today.